Hello once again, I'm glad to be with you on this Wednesday. We're talking about building the soul. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I ask that you breathe upon me. Breathe, Lord. Breathe, Father, upon the ones that are listening, Lord. Lord, let it be a transference, Lord Jesus, of your wisdom. Transfer your wisdom to us. Transfer your understanding, Lord. Transfer your grace, Lord. Transfer your peace, Lord. Transfer your love to us, Father. I ask you, Father, let us know it, Lord. Let us feel it, Lord Jesus. Let us comprehend, Lord Jesus, with, with, what is the depth and the height and the know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge. Grant that, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's go to Hebrews 3, and the first verse I'm going to read is verse 19. This is the verse at the end of the third chapter of Hebrews. The reason I'm going to read it first, I want you to focus on something. It says, so we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Now, remember that word, they couldn't enter in because of unbelief. Do you know when you're dealing with things in the scripture, you can only obtain these things by believing it. And if you don't believe it, you can't enter into something. Let's take prosperity for instance. A lot of people let the devil rob them of their money. They say things like, all oh, these preachers preach on prosperity and uh, they think God, only thing God care about is uh, you having money. That is not the only thing God care about. He cares about a lot of stuff, but he do care about it. He wants you to have money. But if you listen to Satan and let Satan tell you that God don't want you to have money, then you will end up speaking your own self into poverty. You won't enter into prosperity because of unbelief. Unbelief in what? Unbelief in God's word. Because God is the one said that he would have it that you prosper. And be in good health even as your soul prosper. God said that. Satan always do the opposite. He will have it that you be broke and be in bad health and that your soul don't prosper. So anybody who is coming against prosperity is actually preaching in that particular area. I don't want to down God's preachers, but in that area, they are really releasing Satan's words unknowingly. They can't enter into it. And most of the time, the people that do it, they, they are prosperous. They have big house, car, and all that. But I, I don't understand why they don't want nobody else to have it. It's strange. Or, you know, if you really meant it, if you really didn't want people to be prosperous, well, give away your car, catch the bus, catch the train, and live, live like a hermit. Uh, eat once a day. Don't, don't eat steak and all that. Eat once. Don't stop going to work, all that. Get on welfare if you really believe it. So, now the reason you work and the reason you get income tax check and the reason you want to claim somebody else's kids so you can get a big income tax check because you're trying to figure out how to get prosperous. So, if a person don't believe in prosperity, which they really do, <laughs> they just saying, just running off at the neck, they hadn't really thought about it. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Oh, uh, uh, let's take a person and say, well, 
Well, well, God won't put more on me than I can bear. Well, God didn't put sickness on you. God said that he, he would have it that you prosper and be in good health. So, so why would God contradict his word and put sickness on a person? And then a person said, well, I don't believe in the gifts of healing this and that. Well, stop going to the doctor. Stop taking your medicine. Get the full effect. Just let, just let your body deteriorate and just die so you can glorify God. No. When a person get a headache, they go take a Cedrin, aspirin, Tylenol. They go to the doctor. They get the COVID shot and all that because they trying to stay well. So they fought doing it that way, but they're against laying hands on the sick and they shall recover. See, laying hands on the sick is a technology of the kingdom. See? Sowing and receiving is a technology of the kingdom. And when you apply the kingdom principles, you're going to get the kingdom's blessings. For the Lord said, Jesus became poor that you through his poverty might become rich. Go and find it in 2 Corinthians 8 chapter. I can't find everything for you. And go find about this, uh, the law of sowing in the, in the ninth chapter, that chapter right after that. So read 2 Corinthians 8 and 2 Corinthians 9. And just obey the precepts of the kingdom. So we, we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. No man would enter into the blessings of God unless he believed God. See, if you don't believe God, you're going to have trouble in your soul. You're going you're gonna to be fighting over your salvation, thinking you're not saved. When God had already said that you believe on the Lord Jesus, who is God in the flesh, you have eternal life. But it, he said that already. And you shall not perish. That means you shall not go to hell. Well, of course, the devil going to come tell you, well, you missed it. When, when, when that lady was passing by, you looked at her butt or something like that or something crazy to try to put condemnation on you. You might have done that. That still don't, don't take away your eternal life. See? You, you get you get with God and say, Lord, I'm fighting this thing. Take that out of me. Or whatever your vice may be that you're, you're fighting against. It still don't mean you don't have eternal life. And that's what people miss it. They judge one another and get mad at one another for whatever sin they have when you yourself have infirmity. I'm going to get to that word. That word stuck with me. It's used in Hebrews, the fourth chapter. It talked about the high priests who have infirmity. Other words, I said, Lord, he wasn't sick. The Lord told me that means that he's subject to sin just like you are. See, a lot of people put a lot of confidence in the pastor or the prophet or the apostle, and they think that they can't miss it. Well, see, they can miss it just like you. They might be a little bit better or more disciplined because they've been staying in the spirit. See, they ain't, they're not going to be out just practicing sin. But I tell you what, you do see some of them fall. Because they hadn't disciplined their flesh. They hadn't built their mind, their soul. How many understand what I'm saying? Now let's go to the first chapter of Hebrews, the third chapter. It said, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, wonderful and counselor, he is our high priest, the prince of peace is our high priest. Listen closely to verse two, who was faithful to him that appointed him as also Moses was faithful in all his house. 
See, Moses was a great man of God. See, this letter is written to the Hebrews. Hebrews and Jews, you know, the same people. Paul was writing this letter to them. them. He knew they revered Moses. That's why he used Moses as an example. See, and he knew that some of them didn't believe on Jesus like they should. So he was trying to persuade them because they were still trying to keep rules and regulations for holiness. And rules and regulations don't make you holy. Just because you don't wear pants, that don't make you holy. Just because you don't wear makeup, that don't make you holy. And if you wear pants and makeup, it don't make you unholy. It has nothing to do with it. It's not even in the scriptures. It's tradition and doctrine of men taught for commandments. That's what Jesus warned of. Hallelujah. For this man, verse 3, was counted word of more glory than Moses, in so much as he who have built the house have more honor than the house. You know, God got more honor than a house. See, Jesus was God in the flesh. For every house is built by some man, but he that built all things is Jesus, our God. See, you could go search the scriptures and say God built things by Jesus in the first chapter of Hebrews. He said the worlds were, were built by Jesus. Hallelujah. In John, the first chapter, it say everything was built by Jesus. So God, see, have more honor than a house. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. But Christ as a son over his house, own house, whose house are we if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Now, simply put, you got to believe in the sacrifice and the substitutionary work of Jesus. That he was holy, righteous, and he died for your sins. That's what you got to believe. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow.